It's another Sunday night in comedy, and tonight we're talking to a full panel of comics, actors, and a showrunner who are putting Hollywood North on the screen, from viral videos to an acclaimed independent series. Small town roots with big time laughs. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. Do your dreams expire? That's basically it. I was running through the six with my walls. Welcome to Inside yeah. Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I was running through the six with my wolves. You know how that shit go. You know how that shit go. You know how that shit go. Running through the six with my listening to an all-new Inside Jokes right here, of course, on Global News Radio 640 Toronto and streaming coast-to-coast, Canada-wide on the Global News Radio Network, brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical, helping you see the big screen more clearly. How about that? Vince Tedesco, we're we're talking, nice little tie in there, buddy. We're talking Hollywood North this week. We're doing something a little bit different. Yeah, very, very interesting projects coming up on this week's episode from a, a filmmaker and, uh, and you know, also dabs with uh, with a few comics that we know as well. We are. So we're getting into, you know, last last month on our roundup, we did an actors panel again. We caught up with some actors who have been in, you know, some viral projects, some indie series, just actors crossing that line between drama and comedy. Tonight, we're talking about an all new series that is happening here in Canada independent films and just switching gears a bit because obviously the past season on this show you know we talked to a lot of comics and content creators who were launching comedy albums and labels and podcasts and independent tours so now we're getting into the silver screen side of things we got a whole panel with a content creator actor director producer cast we're gonna get right into it it's hollywood north baby right here on global news radio 640 toronto brought to you of course by our good friends at hakeem optical helping you see the silver screen more clearly since 1967. And hey, because the pandemic just won't end and you're still streaming things at home, this week's show is also brought to you by our good friends at Ivermectin. If you don't know what that is, just go ahead and Google it. Uh, we're kicking things off like I said. We're going... It's the... It's, it's the horseworm pills. It's the horseworm. I don't know. It's big in the States. Uh, if, if you don't feel like the vaccine passport, Ivermectin. There you go. Uh, we are talking Hollywood North this week. We are going to bring in a cast of an all-new independent series here on the show. But first up, we have actor, director, producer, writer, content creator, Cosmo Tucci on the line. How you doing, man? Hey, how's it going, guys? Thanks for having me on. This is we're great. Good, we're good. So we were... We, before we get into this, so yeah, you have this new series audition. We're going to bring in uh, Mark Anthony Sinagoga, old friend of the show, also Jacqueline DiPietro. So a couple of members of the cast that worked on this project with you. You also uh, recently did another film project called Darts with another old friend of our show, Frank Spadone. Frank Spadone kind of is like our, he's kind of like our Alec Baldwin. When we're in the studio, he's just kind of always there and just kind of comes in every second episode or so. He's our filler. He's our, yeah, we don't want to see, we won't tell Frank he's our filler, he's our filler. <laughs> he's like a de facto third member of the show here, really, basically. But uh, yeah, so you did this, this film finger. project with Frank Spadone, Darts. How did you get into directing 
these comedy features and comedy series, how did this all come together for you? You, of course, landed here in Toronto, which, as we say, we do. It is the Hollywood North. Yeah, so basically, um, like I said, yeah, born and raised in Thunder Bay. I went to film school. And when, it, you know, uh, once it was over, I was kind of like, you know, what am I going to do? Like the, the film community in Thunder Bay is really not, you know, uh, not really bumping or anything like that. Right. So, <laughs> no, uh, you know, yeah, exactly. So basically, uh, you know, I, um, I just I knew I wanted to move to Toronto and I just yeah. uh, I, I was like, you know, I, I just want to I knew I wanted to be in this business and i just tried everything i possibly could to try to you know i tackled it from like every i i remember like being like oh i want to do uh stand up right and i didn't have any experience and i would uh i remember i'm like how am i going to get here like what should i do when i get here right so i remember like uh setting up like a camera by myself in the th- in the theater i don't know if you remember the lecture theater in the college yeah so, of course yeah I fell asleep and, in the I, <laughs> yeah. and i remember like uh just doing like a set by myself. Like I, I set the camera up and I would send the, the like me just doing a set to, in front of nobody. And I would, um, and I would submit it to like yuck yucks from Thunder Bay. And I would be like, at the time, I forget who it was. I think it was Fatima. Or, I forget what her name was, but yeah. Then, yeah. I would send tapes and be like, listen, you know, uh, I've never, I, I want to give it a shot. Like one of your amateur nights. Right. So then she let me come on one night, uh, um, and I came down and I, you know, did, it was started, you know, I started with doing stand up, and then from there, I'm like, you know what, I, I, I moved out here to really pursue, you know, filmmaking. So I kind of switched over to film and I, and my goal was to, you know, just to, to make my own feature, my own feature film with some of the people that I looked up to. Right. You know? And uh, I remember thinking like Frank Spadone is like, you know, to, especially in the, like the Italian community, I remember being younger in Thunder Bay and we would listen to his, uh, you know, his compensation video or his will. Of yeah. And I remember being like, you know, having this idea to do this, this film and just really, you know, I, I trying to, you know, I, I reached out to Frank and yeah, that's basically how darts um, uh, came to be really, you know what I mean? Like I, I can tell you more about darts if you want to know a little. <laughs> well, when I heard about it, knowing that you were from Thunder Bay, Ontario, as soon as I heard the name darts, I assumed it was something about cigarettes. I have. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. I went very letter Kenny with it in my head. I was like, oh yeah, darts, bud. But then, you know, it's of course not. It's, you made this comedy film about a darts league, like the sport of darts. I should, again. It's actually a funny concept. Yeah. Nothing yeah, about yeah. cigarettes. Yeah. Uh, thanks guys. Like I, I remember like one day, I don't know where I was like, I was um, at the gym or something. I don't know. And I, you know how there's like the screens in front of you and whatever. And I was, and, and I was, they play random sports. <laughs> yeah. And I yeah. had my headphones on and I'm, I'm watching this and there's like 20,000 people packed in this arena. And I'm like, what's happening here? Was this like a football game? Like whatever. And this guy comes out like, and he looks, he just doesn't look like your typical sports, like star. No. no. <laughs> so he, yeah. He comes out. Like, you know, I'm a, you know, bigger guy, you know, hair gone or whatever. Like, and he's just, and he goes up there and everyone's going crazy chanting, holding up signs. And he goes up there and he's like aiming up and he's like, and he's just taking shots at this board. Yeah. And I had like, I turn over to the guy next to him. Like, are you watching this? Cause this is, <laughs> this is insane. Like, you know, this is, this is crazy. So then what happened is I, when I, I'm like, there should be like a, a, a film on, on, on these, on men like this, you know, not your average uh, sports heroes, you know, kind of like, so basically the whole concept of the idea that I had is uh, we're all, 
we're all kind of has-beens in the sport. And there's a, a, a darts pass champions tournament coming up. And basically it follows all four of our characters. There's four characters in the film, Frank uh, being one of them. And what happens is it just follows us four days before this tournament, this past champions yeah. tournament. So it's not even so much about darts itself. It's more about the characters, you know what I mean? And that's where the comedy and the, you know, the humor uh, comes out, you know? Well, so. it is an interesting, like for anybody who, you know, listening at home who, has, who hasn't seen it, I do, I do recommend it. It's an interesting yeah. subculture. That's, it's basically, you get a theater full of usually British people. <laughs> Yeah, it they is. Basically, yeah. watch like four guys who look like the heavies in a Guy Ritchie movie <laughs> get plowed and throw darts. That's basically what it is. It's a bunch it of. It is. Yeah, and that culture is rock dudes. stars. They're yeah, rock and they stars. really yeah. are. It, exactly. You know, it is. It's got funny. a. It's got got a, like a kingpin vibe, like with bowling. Remember when they it, did that movie with Kingpin with with uh, Woody Harrelson and Bill Murray and. Absolutely, I would say one of the biggest influences was Kingpin. I, I love that movie. Right. So when people tell me like, uh, you know, what was, what influenced you Kingpin major influence, Bill Murray in that film was to me <laughs> great. Awesome. So, yeah. And it, it is, it is funny though. It's well, it's kind of like when, you know, when poker first started being broadcast in this huge way that it did and it became like the biggest thing on the planet. But back then I remember thinking like, Really? We're televising this with like four cameras? <laughs> Five dudes with sunglasses play cards for two hours? I don't get... But it blew up. It became like the big... Everybody all of a sudden was like a poker expert. And, you know, it became... Yeah, it's in the Olympics. Huge thing. Now it's in the... Yeah, it's, I mean, it's crazy. So, I mean, it's an interesting, you know, subculture to tap into. And it's funny how you talk about two Cosmo. I mean, yeah, you came up in Thunder Bay. You went to, you know, your hometown film school and all that stuff, which I went to that same one myself, you know... Yeah. It does give you sort of this backing where you can, you know, you you focus on all these different areas. They treat it like a trade, basically, right? It's like, okay, great. try your hand at screenwriting, try your hand at directing, and then you leave with this reel. You leave with, like, four films that you could go send off into the world. But, the, you know, we talk a lot, of, we've always talked on this show about how, you know, Canada doesn't have a star system, which, uh, of course, is true, unless you happen to live in Quebec. <laughs> but yeah. because we yeah. have, you know, Hollywood North, because we have the states right there, but it's a two-sided coin because the flip side in Canada is we don't have that star system. We don't have that sort of celebrity culture and that huge infrastructure. But yeah. because of that, we sort of have all this fertile land. There's all this stuff, untilled ground that hasn't been done. So independents like you, you can scrape together some money and, and, and look up talent that you, that you look up to and admire in Canadian comedy and Canadian showbiz. And you can produce your own stuff. And you can find your own audience. You know, there's not the level of sort of competitiveness or oversaturation that you have stateside. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. And I think the talent in Toronto is just, it's crazy. I think it's, you know, it's outrageous. And, uh, and, and, and Frank, like, you know, the role that Frank's role in it is uh, he plays uh, an Italian dark player from Italy. And I'm telling you just, he, he, he kills it. He nails the part. It's so funny. His performance, it was honestly, he was meant to, I feel like he was meant to play this part. Like it's, uh, it was his alter ego. You can tell, you can tell he had a lot of fun doing it too, because, you know, Frank doesn't usually get to step outside of the stand up version of Frank Spadone and sort of go into a character. But there you go. He's like the Furio Junta of the dart world. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to come back with more Cosmo Tucci and meet a couple of the cast members from Audition and get into that project. And of course, including our old friend Mark Anthony Sinagoga. We'll be right back. 
right here on Inside Jokes. You're listening to Inside Jokes on 640. I'm at the sock, and I don't know why I just did this. From the Northwest to the Cascades, there's all different landscapes. From man-made lakes to lamb flat as finished pancakes. Somewhere off the Trans-Canada Highway. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And of course, streaming coast to coast, Canada-wide on the Global News Radio Network. We are coming back to air with Cosmo Tucci, actor, writer, director, producer, creator. Uh, We're talking about this pilot for a new series, Audition. Bringing in some of the cast. First up, Mark Anthony Synagoga, another, we were talking about Frank Spadone before the break, but another good friend of the show who joins us on here once in a while, always working on something new. Mark Anthony, how you doing, man? I'm good, buddy. How are you? I'm good. And by the way, so me and Cosmo were talking before the break about, yes, we're both from the same hometown. We're both from Thunder Bay. But thanks to those Doug Ford videos last year, you are now the biggest celebrity in Thunder Bay. Before it was always... <laughs> Terry Fox, <laughs> and then me, and then I don't know, maybe Bobby Knopf or the guy who invented oh, versions or something. That's, that's terrible. That is terrible. That is awful. Am I actually a big deal out there? Body, they huge, loved them. They ate those up. They loved them. Yeah, unbelievable. No, that's no weird per- because when I when I go play crickets, no one's there. So uh, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I don't know if that's a They're cricket. Starstruck, synagogue. They're starstruck. Yeah. <laughs> They're all going, Paul Schaefer who? Up in Thunder Bay. I tell you, those Doug Ford videos, those are hotter than smoked pickerel up there, bud. Uh, But anyways, also on the line, joining us first time on the show, also from Audition, and we're going to get into this project. We have Jacqueline DiPietro. How are you doing? I'm great, thank you. How are you guys doing? We are good. So we were were talking to Cosmo all about sort of, what we were talking about is film darts before the break and how, you know, you can sort of launch these indie projects here in Canada and sort of do stuff that nobody else is doing. That's the, that's the one flip side of having next to no showbiz industry. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Hollywood North though. We really do. But again, we always talk about how, you know, we don't have a quote unquote necessarily a star system because of course you've got the behemoth right next door. But the flip side of that is independent producers and actors and comics and content creators can come together and build these projects and self promote and launch them out there and create an audience. And that's sort of how a lot of our network series and movies and stuff happen in this country. Uh, so I guess, Cosmo, you could probably kick this off, but we'll shoot it around to everybody. How how did this whole pilot come together? How did the three of you end up working together on this? Um, yeah, so what happened was when, when I was doing darts, when I was writing darts and I was, um, I didn't know if I was going to be funded for it. Like, I didn't know I was trying to get funding from like everywhere I, I can. And uh, so in the meantime, while that was in progress. I was writing, I was writing the audition because it's kind of like what I was going through, like at the time. So I was putting a lot of my, you know, um, uh, you know, but the pilot's kind of about like, basically like, you know, when you're in your twenties, it's like you, um, you know, when you, when you, when you're pursuing your dream, it's, you know, that's all you're thinking about. You don't care about like when you're going to do it or how much time it takes. It's all you're thinking about. So basically, you know, it's kind of like art imitating life kind of in a sense where it's like, um, you know, when you're, th- when you're like 35 or 40, you start, you know, uh, life pressures start to happen. And if you don't reach your goals, 
Like, you know what I mean? It's almost yeah, like I hear you, buddy. you, know, you want to get married or, you know, you have a girlfriend for like 10 years and she's like, you know, when are you going to marry me? And I'm just like, well, you know, this next project, I'm telling you, it's going to be, I'm gonna, you know, so it's like, you know, there's a lot more pressures. Right. So I basically put that into this, into this pilot episode. And, um, and that's basically like what it's about, you know, three friends, you know, navigating life basically as they're trying to pursue their dreams and as they're getting a bit older and contemplating like, you know, you, you know, do your dreams expire kind of, I know it's sounds, you know, so that's what it's kind of about. And so what happened is I worked with Mark on darts and Jacqueline on, on, on darts. So basically what happened was when darts got funded, I had to put it off to the side. So I put all my focus on darts then. Uh, when that was being, you know, in post-production, I basically, uh, you know, and then COVID hit, there was a time period where everyone wasn't really doing much. Right. So I remember oh, yeah. last November and I remember thinking like, listen, if, you know, you know, if, if, if everyone's kind of down to take a weekend and we try to do this, you know, really efficient and just kind of quick and yeah. So basically that's what happened. And we, we, we shot it over like four days, I believe. And, um, yeah. And I knew Mark like right away when I was like, I wrote it, like with, when I was writing it, like I was rewriting it for Mark and mine and for Jacqueline, like I, Jacqueline and mine, right. Jacqueline, I need, I needed a singer and like a comedian. So basically right away, I'm like, Mark will be perfect for this role. Jacqueline, uh, you know, perfect. So I'm glad that they agreed and we made it happen. Well, even, I mean, for Mark and Jacqueline, I mean, let's say going back pre-COVID even like for the last, it's really only been like the last maybe half a decade where Canadian showbiz and, and Canadian networks have, have finally just sort of started changing and catching up with what's going on on stage at comedy clubs and what comics are putting out onto the internet and what people are self-producing. That's when you started seeing all these little viral series and web series and independent stuff getting picked up. And you started seeing CBC jam and CBC comedy. And when you look at, a huge bulk of the content in Canadian TV and films right now, that's where it's coming from. It's coming from actors and comics like you guys that the networks are sort of just starting to catch up with and finally start to green light. Because for that, before that, there was like 15 solid years of Canadians sitting around going, will there ever be another kids in the hall? Is that even possible again or what? And now it seems like <laughs> it's comics that are driving things forward. I mean, Mark, you, well, we were talking before the break. I mean, you, you, with your Doug Ford videos and all the viral stuff that you did. I mean, it's really, it's comics putting stuff out there on their own and finding their own audience. And then the networks and the festivals go, Oh, okay. We better catch up with this now. I mean, they're, they still haven't come knocking, but uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what else I got to do, but going back to audition, it's pretty much, uh, we're all playing ourselves. I feel like I know specifically my character anyways, I feel like, it's just me. And I was like, you could just keep my name the same. Like we, we, there's a scene where we're at absolute comedy. I'm wearing the same shirt I wore that night when I performed there, did the same jokes that I did in the pilot that I did that night. So uh, there's a scene where I fight with my mother and I do that. So uh, it's the same thing, right? Like you just, wh when do we give up on this slash when something going to give, when are we going to catch any sort of break, whether it's, financial or um fame or notoriety or whatever right so i'm just uh sitting here waiting for both and <laughs> <laughs> waiting for none of to pass me some money for god's sakes <laughs> jesus um, you know we're half of it in royalties anyways because she's <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's such a part of your stream anyways this whole time oh. 
Jacqueline, what about you? I mean, how much of this role really is just sort of you putting yourself into this? How much do, is it actually separated from you off stage and off camera? When Cosmo gave me the script and said, you know, just read it, let me know if you'd like to do it. Um, I was laughing out loud to myself <laughs> because especially the meditation part when she started to take up meditation during that time, I was actually meditating every single day in my personal life um, and actually did it for a good 155 days straight. So I was, I felt connected to the role immediately. And um, like Mark said, I just, I felt that I could really connect to this character. Um, even though the relationship with um, her sister, my sister in it, me and my sister are very, very close, but we also butt heads a lot as well. Um, so I think this is the first role that I really felt that I could just, well, obviously not just be Jacqueline, be Maya, but um, put a lot of myself into the character, even when it comes to um, vocally as well. So I was able to just sing a little line of my own that I made up laying in the sun one day he's like just any song you want just it has to be original I was like okay no problem I wrote this while I was suntanning one day <laughs> so um it's pretty cool that um I was able to sing on camera because that's always been a dream of mine as well as I did pursue the Broadway career that didn't happen but that's okay <laughs> it might now there might be open gigs now <laughs> <laughs> Actually, this is a good question I'll throw to you guys because we asked, we had a panel of actors on last month for the roundup and I, I was asking them this. I was curious about this. I'm sure you all know. What's actually worse? What's more painful? What stays with you more? A blown audition, like a really bad when you eat it at a casting call or bombing live on stage in front of a live audience? Because I, I feel like every good, every comic needs a good old fashioned bomb once in a while. It's sort of this scar tissue and this humbling factor that is really healthy but what's worse doing that in front of a live audience or doing that in a casting call in a room i am gonna go with the audition because when you bomb on stage you just don't hear laughs maybe you'll get like a boo or like you know someone heckling you a little bit but and an audition like it's just so ruthless and you're looking right at them the lights are on they are telling you that you suck or they just disregard you as a human altogether and you're like mid-sentence, mid-character, you think you're crushing. You're like, and then I was like, next. And you're like, I'll, I'll see you later. Thanks. They're like, get out of here. Like, they're just like on to the next. And they just, they don't give a that you're a person. Yeah. So, and you're like, yeah. that. I remember every audition I've ever done, um, every bad one, even more than all the bombs. So uh, I don't know if that's just because I've been on stage more than I've auditioned, but um yeah, I don't know. Auditions are just brutal. And I, I think for comics, too, because for a lot of comics, it's just sort of, you know, commercial auditions, especially. It's just sort of something you do because it's extra money and it's extra way to just earn and exposure and all that stuff. But you're really not equipped in a way, like not not like professional actors are because you know going up on stage every single night well i at some point i might have to save face here i might have to reset the room might might have to roll with a heckler or, or a joke that doesn't land whatever but you kind of have that's part of the package but yeah you walk into those auditions sometimes and it's like they you the you're good as a comic at reading the energy of a room and you have there's just this vibe of like i'm really not wanted here <laughs> yeah 
It's terrible. <laughs> That's really what it feels like. Uh, there's something I want to get into with you. We'll have to pick it up after the break, too. One thing I'm really curious about, and Jacqueline, you kind of touched on this, which, yes, we're talking Hollywood North. We don't have quite the star system here and all that stuff. I think especially after the pandemic, a lot of comics and a lot of actors in this country kind of did this reset where they were like, well, maybe I want to stay home. Maybe I can make a go of it here. Because before it was always about get the big festivals, get the big credits, get the visa, go to the States. That's it. This was a springboard. Now a lot of people have sort of changed their mind. They're like, what if I can build my own stuff here and yeah. stay home? And I think it speaks more to the fact that if you get into comedy or showbiz in Canada with the sole intention of getting fame and riches, that's pretty crazy to begin with. <laughs> I don't think that it has to be for the love of the game. So I want to pick your brains on that. And we're going to get into more of what audition is all about and where we see this pilot going. We're going to come back with more inside jokes right here on global news radio, 640 Toronto. Hi, my name's Graham Kay, and you are listening to Inside Jokes 640. Sometimes why I Welcome back to Inside Jokes, baby! Right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, and of course, Coast to Coast, on the Global News Radio Network, brought to you by our good friends at Hakeem Optical, helping you read trolls' comments on Twitter more clearly since 1967. How about that? Since everything is online now, <laughs> we are talking to the creator and the cast of Audition, a new series. Cosmo Tucci, we have on the line, Jacqueline DiPietro, Mark Anthony. Cosmo, I guess we'll, we'll, we were sort of touching on this before the break. I'll throw this one to you first because, you know, this is your project you launched you're writing and sort of self-producing these, you know, independent films. Now this, now this series pilot for you, what is the goal? I mean, I, I was talking before the break about how a lot of people in Canadian showbiz, it was always just get the credits, get the paperwork, leave. That's really what it was for you. Was that always the thing? Was it always like, okay, I want to make my way stateside eventually. Or do you see yourself sort of just, you know, building, building something here and building an audience here? You know what the truth, um, I would say, my goal was always that, that Tor Toronto was my like uh, first step. I, I, I eventually would, would uh, you know, pursue going to like LA or something for sure. Absolutely. You know, and I, and I, and I figured like, you know, the, the thing is like, it's, you know, making content, it doesn't matter making it out here or over in LA or here. Like, it, you know, I feel like if you, if you can make the product here, like, you know, in your, you know, where you were raised, like, you know, in Canada, whatever, like, I feel like, and then having this product, you know, the way festivals are, it could be shown anywhere, right? Like auditions made like so many festivals in Los Angeles. I I'm going to be honest. It's actually made more festivals in Los Angeles and like New York than Canada. I think Canada, I think there was like Vancouver, Toronto festival, I believe, but everything else is all, you know, so I, I feel that you can, you know, you can make the content here and, it and you can get it out there you know what i mean you can get it to la and you know through the festivals and through things like that right so uh but yeah that is my goal though eventually you know what i mean hopefully you know we something you know i really want this sh if if the show can get picked up that would be great you know make the season and just keep keep climbing you know and it is really true i mean that you know 
well, series made all over the place can just be streamed to audiences everywhere. And they don't, yeah. I think we always sort of had this weird fallback, this weird almost crutch in Canadian content where we felt really the need to be aggressively Canadian about everything. Like we had to yeah. hit people over the head with like this, everything had to be super regional. We had this hit people over the head with this hammer. It was like for every one kids in the hall that, you know, people would watch in the States and it did gain this sort of cult popularity. We would have 10 red green shows. <laughs> it's like, yeah, really absolutely. a specific place and time. And it really taps yeah. into a specific audience. I think really, it's really only been the last few years in Canadian comedy and Canadian entertainment. Where we realized like, yeah, we can just create stuff here and make stories here that could still have a broad appeal. We don't have to just like make these things for this specific little audience. It could just be for everybody. Toronto is a major city. We don't have to dress it up as something else. It just, okay, this show's set in Toronto. Why not? Well, Jack, yeah. for you, I mean, what's, what's more of the motivation for you as a performer? I mean, if it isn't again, yeah. Coming up in Canada, obviously it's not, it's not Hollywood. It is Hollywood North for you. What is, what is the goal as a performer? Like, where do you, what, what's the ultimate sort of Canadian dream in showbiz? <laughs> Well, to be honest, I I really would love to record a, an album. So I've always wanted to record an album. Vocally, I've always, Broadway has always been my thing. So I was always very good at doing Disney voices and such like that. Things like that, sorry. Um, so when Cosmo brought this role to me, I always said like, my goal would be to sing and dance on TV like they do in Glee or, you know, so this is seriously like, the dreamiest role ever. <laughs> so if I were to do this in a Toronto production company, that would be amazing to do it at home, you know, to be at home, to shoot something at home and for it to um, get broadcasted on something like Netflix. Um, so I, my dreams have shifted a little bit. Like I don't need to go to the, LA or to New York if, if that happens wonderful but um staying close to home would would be 100% ideal and I mean it's you know it's it's almost it is kind of funny that we don't have sort of a quote-unquote Canadian Broadway I mean here in Toronto we have that scene we have our you know theater district and our festival scene and all that stuff yeah. but it's sort of the same thing that we always did in Canadian television and Canadian comedy where it was like well we'll just take American things and re-air them here or redo them here <laughs> instead yeah. of that's why we have this huge I mean we have this entire country of brilliantly talented performers and comedians and writers it's almost like we produce this stuff and pump this stuff out to the rest of the world mm -hmm. but we never remember that it's here and make use of it here Mark Anthony I mean for you you you've been a working comic for a long time you've self-produced you know a lot of your own festivals and gala shows and all that stuff but you're always spinning a bunch of plates because in comedy you have to way before covid obviously especially during covid but i mean yeah when you're not on stage you're producing your own stuff you're trying to do road work you're trying to get viral videos you're trying to go to auditions you strike me as somebody who's always just been like well no i'm gonna stay here at home and and build this stuff or are you just nailed to that now <laughs> See, i don't know like as you as you're saying it i i'm sitting here just going anything like something yeah. work for god's sakes like i'm just trying to do anything that can showcase me being funny and that's it i mean if it wasn't for cosmo i probably wouldn't have gotten into acting as much as i did like because i had so many failed agents and auditions that i was like listen 
I'm going to just stick to stand up and the live stuff. And when someone approaches me, I'll do it. And if an agent wants me, I'll do it. But otherwise, if they don't want to represent me, forget it. And Cosmo's like, buddy, you're a great actor. You got to be in this stuff. And he keeps putting me in stuff. So I keep doing it. Um, and now I'm doing a lot more sketch stuff because of the pandemic. It's kind of shifted the acting stuff back into uh, my repertoire, uh, added another plate that I'm spinning. So uh, I'm just hoping that something happens. Obviously, the dream and the goals would be Netflix and all that kind of stuff for acting as well as stand up. You know, stand up is something for me that uh, super personal. It's how I got into the whole business. So I do want that to be something that takes off for me. But if something takes off that then like you said, gets the big eyes looking at me that puts me in bigger things, then great. Uh, that That's the plan. But if they don't, then I'll be doing it anyways by myself, making a living on my own, I guess, somehow. Staying home would be obviously the most ideal. I need to be 45 minutes away from that homemade pasta. So uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty what, much it. So That's what it's really all about. And by the way, there's so many comics, <laughs> there's so many comics that always say the same thing. They'll they'll do like 10 independent films and a series and a bunch of viral stuff. And they'll still go, Oh, I don't, I can't act though. I don't act though. I just, I was just, they had a camera and I'm funny on camera. That's what it is though. Comics. When you get on stage, you're slipping into something. You're sort of slipping into this moment and you are, you're stepping into a character. You're stepping into sort of an extreme dialed up version of yourself. So I think a lot of comics don't realize that they do have, more acting chops than they than they think and they it just does come naturally in a way uh anyways we're gonna go to break and come back with more audition find out a little bit of uh what this series is all about i don't know cosmo maybe we'll go old school and get you to give us the old uh elevator pitch but we're gonna come back with more of the cast of audition right here on inside jokes Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Cosmo Tucci, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with Dean and Vince. First before my verse. May Buddha bless you, cause he blessed me In form of smoke from a tree With abilities to summon powers of the dreaded fist As a lyricist Welcome back to Inside Jokes, baby! Right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto And of course streaming, not even just Canada-wide Planet Earth-wide, quite frankly If you happen to have the internets You can find us on Global News Radio Online Of course, we are brought to you by both Hakeem Optical and Ivermectin <laughs> It's our new sponsor. <laughs> so don't want right to show your vaccine card to get into the bar? Horse warming pills are for you. Ivermectin. There we go. Watch. Vince, by next week, they're going to be giving us some money for sure. Man, free samples. Free samples of horse dewormer all the way. <laughs> only, the only the best on Canadian radio. We are talking audition. We're talking Hollywood North. We have Cosmo Tucci, Jacqueline DiPietro, and Mark Anthony Sinagoga on the air. So Cosmo, we were sort of talking about, yes, how this whole project came together, what your background is and how sort of these things do work in Hollywood North. What is sort of, if we were at a festival and you were pitching this thing, not in Canada, because we all know that Kevin Hart's the only person in Canadian showbiz that actually greenlights anything that Canadians do for some reason. <laughs> but uh, let's say we're at like uh, Telluride or something and we're getting the elevator pitch for you. What's sort of the whole concept behind this audition pilot? Yeah, so basically, like, if I had like a little catchphrase where I was like, "Do your dreams expire?" Like, do, that's basically it. You know, it's kind of like, like I was saying earlier, it's like you know, it's a human story. It's about three friends, best friends, 
you know, um, my character names, uh, my character, Mike is an actor. He's struggling. You know, he's, it, it, you know, he's getting up there in age. He's like 30, you know, 36. And he's trying to like, you know, he's really just trying to figure out like, you know, everything around him. Like he goes on Instagram and he sees that a person he went to high school with is, has a house and they're married and has like four children, you know, it's starting to, it's starting to get to him and his parents, you know, are, 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 you know, are immigrant like parents and they're, they're not understanding. They don't, under, they don't get it either. Like, what are you doing out there? Like, you know, come back home and, and, and come be a manager of a, of a store. Like that's, that's the dream right there. Not like what you're doing, you know? So it's kind of like, that's what it is. And, and Jacqueline's the, the singer who is very talented and, uh, and she's about to make it. She's, she's so close, but then, like I said, life gets in the way, life's pressure, you know, uh, her, her father gets, um, uh, is, is sick. So, you know, she has to, she's torn by like, what does she do? You know, does she, uh, you know, she, she can't leave her father hanging, but yet she has this big opportunity arising. So it's, you know, she's in a bit of a dilemma. Mark is like, you know, he's the comic relief where he's the comedian, you know, he lives at home and, you know, he's just living day by day. Just, he doesn't care. Like, you know, how old he is or what's happening. All he knows is like, he, he enjoys the club life. He's going out and he just wants to have a good time. Kind of think like, you know, when I was writing it, kind of think Vince Vaughn, like swingers, you know, there's the John, uh, yeah. Favreau, the John Favreau character, right. Who's more timid and more like, you know, he's all like, and the Vince Vaughn character, this kind of, uh, he doesn't care. Have a good time. Don't, you know, stop, stop whining, you know, like let's, uh, and that's what it's really about. So it's just about almost contemplating like, your dreams, you know, do they expire? Like what, you know, you start to think at it differently than what you did when you were like trying to make it when you're 20, you know, you're getting older and yeah. it's like, you know, what am I doing this till I'm whatever age, right? Like four, you know, like it's just, <laughs> that's it. There you go. Also, by, do your dreams expire? I feel like that, you know, would have been a good tagline for Inside Jokes itself. Vince and I have been <laughs> wondering that for six what seasons. <laughs> do your dreams expire? I would also like to point out to listeners at home that uh, 37 years old is, in fact, still very young. Uh, much is yeah. still incredibly possible at that age. Of course. Um, you know, uh, th that's it for sure. And uh, uh, shout out to uh, Chris Robinson, who was also in Audition as well, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We're a nice friend of the show as well. Chris Robinson, I want to give him a shout out for that. That's amazing, Cosmo. That's a cool... Uh, it's something cool that you kind of came up with. Where can everybody uh, find the project? Is it out now for release or can anybody stream or download it? Yeah. So right now, um, uh, festivals actually, uh, they have the option now to submit pilots before that wasn't the deal. It was just like short films, you know, feature films. Right. So yeah. now like a lot of these festivals, they want content and the, you know, they're, you can submit as a pilot. So right now it's just gaining a lot of traction uh, at festivals. It's playing at some festivals. It's winning awards. So basically right now I'm just kind of patch, patching, um, packaging it up and just, uh, you know, submitting it to places and, and our hopes is to get the season made, you know, like I, I, it'd be nice to, to make it, uh, make it a, a full season. So that's which, very cool. Very which cool. by the way, we were of course talking about your film darts earlier and you, you know, we mentioned, yeah, you have Jacqueline, you have Mark Anthony in this, you had Chris Robinson, you worked with Frank Spadone. You're also, you're kind of like building your own, repertoire your own stable of actors and performers that you all work together you're doing like it's like a canadian apatow crew is what's happening here which i guess yeah. 90 of them are canadians too but there we go uh all right before we we could talk audition all day we could talk hollywood north all day 
before we do wrap it up, we're going to go around, find out where we can find everybody's stuff and find you on the socials. Uh, Jacqueline DiPietro, where can we find you online? Jacqueline DiPietro. I have some YouTube videos. Uh, they're a little bit old. I also am Ivy Leave 47 on Instagram. And um, yeah, that's where you can find me. I also own Turkey Shoe Brewing Co. A brewery. So if you want to look up uh, where beer, yeah, run on. Good oh, local wow. beer. <laughs> you look with there. alcohol. Yeah, this is a <laughs> this is a comedy show, so that will appeal to literally a hundred percent of our listeners for sure. Any sort of brewery is great. <laughs> Jacqueline DiPietro, <laughs> Mark Anthony, you're again. You're sort of like we were we we're talking earlier about how Frank Spadone's like our Alec Baldwin. You're also up there too. You're like in our SNL five timers or more club for sure. But for our listeners who haven't heard in a while, Mark Anthony, where can we find your stuff and what you're working on? Uh, you can find me at not Mark Anthony uh, on all socials and um, Mark Anthony TV on YouTube. That's pretty much it. It's all I got. Yeah. Or find me at my nonas on Sundays. Wait. <laughs> We're all Italian. I love it. Yeah. Okay, right. <laughs> Who's cooking this weekend? Vince. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> there we go uh and last but not least the creator behind it all cosmo tucci where can we find yeah we, where we can find audition what's happening there and find your stuff online yeah absolutely just uh cosmo uh, on instagram just uh cosmo tucci uh I, I everything that happens with audition i just update uh update my page and there's also a darts page too darts the movie uh on instagram check it out every update every festival it gets into it's all it's all there there we go. Beautiful. That's the cast of Audition. Thank you all so much. And again, I just love seeing, not even just post-COVID, but just in general, this wave of new content and new projects like this that are happening in Canadian showbiz. I think, you know, the whole thing behind this show that we've been preaching for years is I really do think it's a whole, if you build it, they will come thing. And it's beautiful seeing this stuff happen. That's why it is Hollywood North, baby. Uh, look for Audition coming out. Check out Darts. Look up these performers online and don't forget you can listen to all of our episodes right back to the beginning on Global News Online. We'll be back next week. That's our show. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi and you're listening to my aunt Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. This week's Comedy Rx features Mark Anthony Synagoga. As it's true, my first name is Mark Anthony. Like I don't f***ing sing, I don't cut hair. <laughs> like, get it out of your system. I don't know where Cleopatra is. I've never touched J-Lo. Like, I'm done. I'm done. My last name is Synagoga, guys. Again, I know it sounds like a Jewish nightclub. Kill yourselves. <laughs> Every day. I get it. All right? Some new and exciting stuff going on in my life. I've been on a diet for two months now. Yeah, kill yourself. <laughs> no, sure, been on a diet for two months now, exactly today. I've lost about 60 days. 